Blog Talk Radio. Do you make Christian music and you want to release it online without paying hefty yearly fees? Your best choice is GodTunesMusic.com. Sign up, upload your music, and reach the world. GodTunes distributes all genres of Christian music to over 300 top online music portals like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon MP3, or Beatport. Sign up now and take your music to the next level. GodTunesMusic.com, the largest Christian music digital distributor on the web.
ministry is going on. And I found it so interesting because I I, I grew up in a church where it was so compart you, you kind of felt everything is compartmentalized. And then God said, No, I'm I'm going to change the script on you. I'm going to change the script. So it's been, um, me and my husband, it's been about three or four years, but we've noticed that, you know, our idea of community, our idea of church, our idea of fellowship, our idea of um, what the Bible is teaching and, and what we're hearing, you know, God is just flipping the script. And we are ministering outside of the four walls, Hallelujah. And it's natural and it's easy and it's not this, I got to go witness to 20 people today. It's not stressful. It's just a flow in the anointing and the Holy Spirit. And it's just a part of who we are. Now, that's a load off. You know, I, I, I would be ministering. And when you used to minister and you had to, had a checklist and you had so many people that you're supposed to minister to and they, and you know you 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 somebody better get saved. So it was really a lot of pressure, and if you thought about it, it was performance driven. It's performance based. If I got a checklist, you better talk, knock on twenty doors, and out of those twenty, ten better get saved. You 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 missing something. You're missing the relationship that Jesus wants to have. And then you put in all this pressure on people who really do have the heart to, to really, you know, they don't know, you know, I want to minister to people, but I don't know how, and then I feel this pressure and you, this, this intensity there. But how many know if you just flow with the Spirit and just allow God to do it and just kind of pull back, you know, we're we're excited and zealous and just, you know, just on fire for God and just love God with all our being. I mean, we just wake up in the morning talking about Jesus. We, you know, we go to bed talking about Jesus during the day. We're just about the we're just about God's business. This household, anyway. And so we live and breathe and just you know what's on God's heart. What is God doing? It's all about the Lord. And so for us, it's just a way of life. But for so many Christians, it's not. So we become a little bit annoying. It's like, look, it don't take all of that. You you know, you got something else on your mind. So I got that several, uh, about two weeks ago. These last few weeks, I, I get that. It's not for everybody. It's not that. And sometimes you have to learn how to pull back because it's not that for everybody. They, You know, everybody's not just, oh, Jesus, you know. But where I have seen God move is on my job where people need the Lord. They need to know that God hangs out with Republicans and sinners. They need to know that I like, I'm being honest with you, I'm having so much fun hanging out with folks that don't know the Lord and getting them to know Jesus. Who would go figure? You know what I mean? And so God is changing what we perceive to be ministry. And he's also changing my heart and our community of believers' heart 
so that we want to go out and minister to people in the right perspective, in the right way, and meeting the needs of people. The meeting, the needs of people yesterday was coming up with a new idea, letting people know that we got this and we, we got a handle on how things should flow. We speak to God. God gives us wisdom, and it's all going to work out just great. Who would go figure? You know, I had an opportunity to minister to a couple of coworkers early in the morning, just got there, and I was just telling them about some of my experiences, and, and, and it just put a peace in their heart that somebody understood uh, what they were going through and what was going on with them. Go figure. So ministry is going on all the time, 24-7, and a lot of times we're not recognizing it. We're not recognizing it. And so I just want to encourage those who need to be encouraged. Look, you, we may not have a 1,000 people in the church, but you know what? I'm thinking now that's a good thing because we want people to be effective. Whomever we're sending out will be equipped and effective. They don't know that they can lay hands on the sick and recover. You know, it, it's people in the church that would never even minister, even say anything to anybody, let them know, lay their hands on somebody and expect them to, to minister to somebody and pray. That's for the pastor. You know, that's for the, that's for the pastor. That's not for the, the layman. You know, I we were at one church, and they was like, they would talk about the layperson. I'm like, what's that? So I had to go back and go get, go get the book on that one. And then I began to understand the structure of the church. I said, oh, they don't expect us to, you know, read the Bible or do anything. And and then when I went to the Bible school, they didn't have any Bible classes. Have you ever went to a Bible school and they don't read the Bible? I'm just saying, I'm just like, whoa, what the Bible was a sidekick. It was a side thing. It was like, yeah, bring your Bible, but we're going to read this book. I'm like, hold up. But what I'm saying to you is it's a, some people come out of those religious confined constructions of church, which we had not. We were more full gospel, but still it, it gave us a clue into people who go to really structured churches where they say, no, you're the layperson. We're going to tell you, but you don't need to read the Bible. You know, in fact, you don't need to bring the Bible. You can read a book. We're going to read books. Mm-mm. You're not going to learn nothing that way. Amen? So I just pray for those who are coming out of those type of religious, very confined, structured uh, churches where, you know, you got the layman. Some people don't open the Bible. They don't have the Bible there. And if they do have it, they read books about the Bible but not the Bible itself. And also understanding that, you know, they don't expect. When people don't expect you to know the word, they expect you to just come to church and be a good person. Wow. They expect you to come to church and be a good person. And you may go down for salvation, but they don't honor the gifts. You don't you don't hear nobody speaking in tongues. You know, we're going to this one church. Nobody in the whole church. I ain't hear nobody. I ain't hear nobody on my left or my right. You understand what I mean? That is bondage. That is keeping people from the children of, to children of God and people of God from coming into the full to full acknowledgement of who Jesus is and their whole relationship. You think those people are gonna go and pray for somebody and lay their hands on them? I don't think so. They may invite them to church, which is not a bad thing. We got people that won't invite anybody to church. So I'm just saying we just full of bondage. We we bound up. 
fearful and scared and, and all kinds of things. And and the devil can't use and God cannot use you bound up. Father, I pray right now for those who are, are, are fearful and bound up. You know, we, we should be quick to want to go minister to somebody, quick to pray for them, quick to you know, we talk about people in your area of influence. We ain't talking about just strange. Just start with people that you know. You can't open up your mouth and say, You need prayer today, can I pray with you? See, that's how the enemy is. He's slick. He said, oh, you don't need to do that. And he'll put little things of fear in you to keep you from doing that, to keep you from speaking to somebody, to keep you from opening up your mouth and telling somebody about the Lord in your own way. You ain't got to pull out the big Bible or anything. You just say, let me tell you what God did for me this morning. Or you don't even have to go there. People may, you, you just need to find your niche, but you need to let people know that you know God and you're okay with them not knowing God, but that they can learn to know a God that loves them and cares for them just like they are. You know what I mean? Just like they are. I had an opportunity to minister this late, and I said I minister to people who 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 have issues of confusion in that area of their sexuality, and it was okay. I ministered that guy. I didn't judge him. God didn't judge me. You know, when you have issues and things in your life, God didn't come and judge my sin, whatever my sins were. He came and he released me from all of that. You understand what happened? When I was sick in my body, God didn't judge me and say, well, you were sick or, you know, did you get this some kind of way? Or, you know, God didn't judge me. You know, I, I, I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the healing power of Jesus and our ability to accept God and receive from God has nothing to do with us going around judging folks, you know. And so we got to get off of that bandwagon and give people what what give people what they need. Give people what they need, and that's my that's my point here. I, I want you to understand that we have to get beyond ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and give us compassion for people and give people what they need and be willing to be that vessel for the Lord. It's a humbling thing to be frank. You know, it's humbling for you to come to go to someone and you're communicating with them and you're saying, "Okay, you need Jesus. You you can start what would you like to come to my church? You can go there. You can invite them to your church and say, "You know, I go to church, you want to come?" You know, once you come one time, open the door that way. But what I'm saying is whatever you're doing, do it from the heart. Do it from knowing that God, not only God is pleased, but that you yourself are growing as an individual just to extend yourself. You know, some people just need, you know, God says that we're to be, you know, he who has friends will be friendly. Start there. You know, a lot of things with me, it's just being friendly to people. People will open up and talk to you when you're friendly. I don't oftentimes, most people don't know I'm a minister at church, at, at work. But when I, when I come off as friendly, people open up. I had this really good conversation with this young lady, and she was just talking about her need. And I went there. I didn't talk about, I'm a church, I'm a minister. No, she said she had a need to find a different job, and she wanted some, some you know, some uh, some extra money. So I was just talking, I was just, God began to give me ideas about some things that I knew about. To do what? To help her with her need. Then you know what people do? They say, oh, she she had all this information to help me. I need that. You know, I was talking to the lady yesterday about schools and stuff. 
And I said, she didn't know that. I could have kept it to myself. You know, people competitive and things like that, especially in the body of Christ. I don't get it. But we got this thing that is, I know it, I ain't going to tell you because it may help you help you do better than I did. Well, that's really, that's something that's not right with that attitude. Yeah, I want you to do better than I did. <laughs> I want you to do better. That should be my mindset. I, I got the fifth grade. I want you to get the twelfth grade. Guess what? We're all in the same game. We're in the same game. We're born to the same beat. We're marching to the same tune. We are all ministers of reconciliation. It's just the same thing with the churches. I don't I tell you about my church or, or, or don't go to that church. What is that? Are you okay? You need to check yourself. You should be for any church that's standing and claiming the name of Jesus. That's what Paul said. That's what Paul said. He said, I just pray, I just thank God that they're saying something about Jesus. They didn't have it right. They were heckling him or whatever. I don't know what that is, but he said, look, they're claiming Jesus. Hallelujah. We should be doing the same thing. We shouldn't have these silos of of of, of, of clubs, what I call clubs, of churches and, you know, this membership thing. That That is ridiculous. It is not scriptural and it and it keeps people in bondage who need church home church fellowship all of this i would never tell someone that i don't go to that church and this and that I, it's ridiculous it just doesn't make any sense and it's demonic because if that person doesn't have a home that they're planted in they are just they are just god the devil is just waiting to pluck them off because his whole intent is to get you isolated. If he gets you isolated, he'll make you think that you're the worst person on earth. He'll make think that your your situation is just not a situation that cannot be recovered from. He will just go there with you. And he will go there with you and your whole family. He'll start stealing from you, your house, your car. He'll just he'll just wreak havoc in your life. He'll wreck havoc. We have to be covered by the blood of Jesus, and we need to be covered by our brothers and sisters in prayer, and God created the church so that we will be strong as a unit, as a body of believers. And we should cut out this other stuff. It's just demonic. I'm just going to call it what it is. It's of the devil. It is not of God. God is not into telling folks, this church, not this church, that, you know, don't go to this church. Don't don't give your tithe. What is that about? How are we going to move forward as a body of believers if people don't give? But people can give to this association and this uh, cause, or they can walk five miles for this cause. or this. And you're like, what in the world is going on? What's going on is the devil is deceiving the body of Christ and what? Breaking down the bonds of unity. You know, I always say is work on what's common ground. You may not agree with my theology, but if you are claiming the name of Jesus, we have something that we have in common. Amen. And that that I, that is just it's just been on my heart, and it's just something that needs to be said. We need to be in the bond of unity, all community of believers, and we need to cut out this separation and silos on Sunday morning. 
and get to the business of what God wants us to be in the business of. Because what happens is it's distracting from the main business of the Holy Spirit, and that is to destroy the works of the enemy. And one of the things to be destroyed is that mindset because it's hindering people from even coming to church to get set free, delivered. You understand what I mean? And and it's and, and the devil is sneaky. He will have you sitting at home and not fellowshipping with other body believers. Some some of your blessings is with someone else in the body. Somebody else has your blessing. But if you don't step out in faith and say, you know what, this may not be the perfect church or this, this, that, I'm going to go somewhere and visit. Somewhere. I'm going to church hop until I hop hop right into God's destiny for my life. Amen. But don't not go to church. It's just not what we're, it's just not God and what God wants for you. And it's not his best. And the enemy knows that. And so he's going to chew up your time and have you busy with a lot of different things. And then you're fearful. You don't know what you're supposed to do. You you know, you got all these issues and problems, and you're back at square one again. You're not effective to, to for the kingdom. You're just, you're just kind of out there, but you're not really moving forward in the things of God. And I always say, if you're not moving forward, guess what? You're moving backwards. You ain't standing still. You're going backwards. Devil's stealing stuff from you. You don't even realize it. Stealing your health. Stealing your mind. Um, stealing your peace. You know. And 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 you and you and you're not moving forward in the things of God. Amen. I I just had to say that, and um, and we're gonna move on. Um, um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna read in um Psalms one nineteen. I believe it's one nineteen. Let's see. Mm. Yeah. I'm, Read it on 119 today. I'm just going to read some things. We're going to just bring out some stuff, and then we're going to pray for people in the area of healing. He said, Blessed are they whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with their, with all their heart. And I'm going to just park it right there. The Lord was just saying, here in this scripture, the Lord is saying, Seek him with all your heart. That's a decision that we have to make. You just can't, it's just not going to happen. You have to be intentional about seeking God with all your heart. But the Lord says when you do that, you will be found by him. Amen. And so we have to say, Lord, I'm I'm seeking you, but I'm seeking with all my heart. I want to know you. I don't want to just know church activities. I don't want to be busy with a lot of things. You know, sometimes we can, as ministers, we can get busy with with, with ministry and substitute ministry for a relationship with the Lord. And, and, and that's a scary thought. But that's true. And so we have to, as ministers of the gospel, you know, God is pouring out of us and you know, we're seeing people blessed, and we're kind of standing back and like, wow, what was that? That was awesome. But we don't need to worship that. We need to learn to worship the source. We need to learn to be quiet and be still 
and let God feed our soul as a minister of the gospel. We don't need to just, okay, let me get this dark and go minister to somebody else. Because what will happen is you'll end up being empty. You think you're full, but you're empty. You'll shake yourself or nothing will happen. So we have to learn as ministers to be quiet. You know, Jesus would get away from the crowd, and he would go pray. And that was his time to pray. I don't believe he's praying for everybody else. I believe that he was praying and being restored by the Holy Spirit in his own personal relationship. He needed strength to not only minister, but just strength to be to be Jesus in that body. And I just believe that he just wanted time to spend with the Father because he's always talking about, you know, he's always talking about his Father. And to me, he didn't say, I'm talking to God. He was saying, I'm talking to my daddy. I'm talking to my father, which which, for me is a relationship. You know, he was he created a relationship. And um, in that relationship, he said, I need to spend time with, with my daddy. I need to spend time with my father. Amen. So we need to recognize that as we see God with our own heart, it's not for the intent to, you know, to prepare, even though we want to have time, but we will need to set aside time for, for to give to others. But there is a time where we need to give to ourselves and to our own family and to be praying for our family members and to pray for all the things that are going on in our household that we need support for because one of the deceptive, deceiving things is that is that sometimes we think that, okay, we're doing all this stuff for God and God's going to take care of our business. And I heard that years ago from a minister, and I thought that was so deceiving because your household's a wreck and going and going south, and then you're talking about ministering. Well, no, I think that you have to learn to have a balance, and you can't neglect one for the other. You know, it's like the Lord was teaching me, you need to cook. You need to cook and clean up and do some things. And these are basic things, but we're like, oh, I'm so busy doing so many other things. But, no, you can't leave home base. And so you have to figure out how to get all that done and be patient with yourself and patient with God and patient with, quote, ministry and understand that that's ministry too. And if we neglect that, then the enemy got us too because if we're neglecting our bodies and we're neglecting our home and we're neglecting our family for the sake of the gospel, I think it's out of order. And I don't believe God's pleased with that too. So where you draw the line, you know, it's it's a balancing act. I think you just got to get with God and say, Lord, I don't want to overdo things. I don't want to, you know, just jump out here and do all this stuff. And you think you're doing the right thing, but you're neglecting really some areas in your life. And you just have to ask God for assistance on that. Amen. Speaking of ministers per se, but it's anybody. You know, if you got a whole lot on your plate, you're going to have to figure out how to get it all done or take some stuff off your plate and say this is just not important right time. This is just not important right now. And I believe that God will honor that. You know, he does, he's not interested in throwing us under the bus for the sake of other people. Amen. But if he's called you to minister, I believe that he will give you wisdom on how to to reorganize your life so that those things that are important to you get done. And those things that are not important right now don't need to get done. And then you need to He'll teach you how to do your time management. 
And when you do need help, ask for it. A lot of times we're doing a lot of stuff on ourselves because we don't ask people for help, and we need to be able to ask people for help. Amen? Where we need help and assistance. Amen? So that's for, for me and our household because I think it's just important. You know, I heard years ago, I was like, wait a minute now, you don't stop being a parent because you got, you got, you got, you got, you know, got got this call on your life. My God, that's just strange to me. That's neglect, and you don't want to do that. You don't want to neglect anything that has to do with um, your household or your family members or anything. And so we want to be cognizant of that. Lord, we thank you for the day. I thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercies, O oh Lord. I thank you, O oh God, that you will say we will seek you with all our heart. And when we seek you with all our heart, we will be found by you. You know the way, God. We don't know the way. We we think we may know, but we don't know. And you said you will keep us in perfect peace whose what? Whose mind is stayed on him. And when we receive the truth of your word, Lord God, you expect us to do what? Ex- exchange the uh take our truth, oh God, and and use it. Amen. And we we're going to take the truth of your word, oh God, and do exactly what you called us to do. Amen. So anyway, let's go on to 119. It says on verse 3, it says, They do nothing wrong. They walk in his ways. You have laid down precepts, and they are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart. And as I learn your righteous laws, I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his ways pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Let's stop right here. It says, how can a young man, how can any person keep his way pure? How can anyone keep his path of life? his motives, his intentions, pure, lined up with God and his thinking and his mindset. This Sunday we're going to be speaking about the mind of Christ. How can a young man keep his way pure? You know why? how? How can anybody keep their way pure? By living according to your word, by living according to the word of God. And the reason why I'm parking there is because some people, we get to this, this we get into this thing that's very deceptive because we read in the word, we're living the word. No, you just read the word. Religious people do that all the time. I, I, I'm telling you, religious people are quite interesting people because you're not living the word because you read the word. You're not. You just read the word. You just came int- you just became introduced to the word of God. You read something. It's like reading a textbook. But you don't know it until you get tested on it. Amen. So you can study that book all you want to. When they take the book away and they put the test before you, that's where the rubber meets the road. We'll be tested. Do we know the word? Are we 
are we applying that word to our everyday life? That is someone who will what? Keep his way, keep his lifestyle pure. That's what this scripture is saying. How do I keep my lifestyle pure and acceptable before God at a young age? It's by what? Living according to the word. And if living according to the word means I have to know what the word of God says. Amen. So it's very subtle with Christians in particular. They read, read, read and like they that lifestyle is raggedy. Their lifestyle is raggedy. They're not living according to the word of God. They're living like the world lives. So they can't have a pure walk with God. Their motives are not pure because they have not subjected themselves to living according to his word. That takes a commitment. That takes a commitment of the what? To seek God with all of your spirit being, of your heart. You said, I'm all the way in on this thing, and it's going to change how I live. It's going to change how I make decisions. I'm not just going to do anything and go along with the crowd. Are you understand what I'm saying? It's saying living according to the word, not thinking about it, not reading about it, not this passive consent. It's saying my lifestyle has changed. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not what sin against you. Amen. You've hidden the word in your heart. Now, when you hide something, you know, sometimes we'll take something and hide something because it's precious to us. We don't want to forget where we laid it. We just don't want to toss it around and just like, oh, it's all over here. Where is my eyeglass? You don't put them in a certain place so you know you'll know exactly where that place is. It, you know, certain things in the house have a special place. It's just for them. And what the Lord is saying, if you don't have a special place, for the word of God, which should be hidden in your heart, then you're not walking, living according to God's word. You you haven't hidden in your heart. It's not precious to you. It's just like, okay, well, I read it, you know, great. But it's not it's not something that you pondered. It's not something that you 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 placed in your heart to keep. See, when you hide something like that whether it's an object or a thing, it's for keeps. And the question is, have you hid the word of God in your heart? You want to hold on to it. You want to keep it. It's, it's before you. You're, you're meditating on it day and night. You've hidden it. You've hidden it in your heart for what? For it to keep you and for you to keep it. Father, I just pray for those who are on the line today that we do hide the word in our hearts that we decide, oh God, that we want to keep the word and for the word to keep us, that we want to be living epistles of the word, that we want to keep our lifestyle and our mindset and our hearts pure before you. 
We want to to know you in a better way, oh God. We want to have fellowship and relationship and friendship with you. We want this walk to be fun and enjoyable, oh Lord. We want to see it from your perspective. We don't really want to get hung up in religious attitudes where, you know, it's the church. We, We want to enjoy the relationship with you. And we want to be at peace, oh God, with you. We don't want to be overzealous, oh Lord, where that people just not quite getting it, oh God. They're not quite getting the love of Jesus. They're not quite getting where we're coming from, oh Lord. But we just want to walk with you in a a, a, a way that's upright. And we want to know you, God. We want to know your word. And we want to know, oh God, that you're real to us. And so, Father, we just we just leave today with understanding that your word is true and that we need to hide it in our heart. We need to be living according to your word. And we desire that today. And I pray for everyone that's on the phone that you would desire to live out the word of God, that you desire to be pure. Him, that you desire to hide the word in your heart. And for anybody that has needs, we pray for them. They are already met in Jesus. Healing, finances, they're already met. They're already taken care of. And we just pray the mighty name of Jesus. Peace be still unto you. Peace that surpasses all understanding come unto you. And we just thank you, Father, for it. We just praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. So we hope to see you tomorrow at 930 at uh, Grace Through Faith Worship Center in Duval Village. It's Duval Village, but it's a Duval Event Center. Uh, We just moved, and we're just thanking God for And we are hoping to see you there tomorrow at 930. We're going to have Sunday school. We're going to be talking about the mind of Christ. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.